0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to Bible Made Easy Podcast. I'm Brother George, thanks for joining me. Is there any eternal reward for obedience to God and service to Him? Does God see our sacrifices done in love for Him and others? The answer is an emphatic yes. The Bible has a tremendous amount to say about this. But let's not confuse rewards with salvation. Salvation is not a reward for our earthly works. Titus 3.5 makes this crystal clear. It says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. The saved will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ, which occurs after he returns. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each may receive due recompense for actions done while in the body, whether good or evil. In the original Greek of this verse, the word used for judgment seat is the word bima. A bima was a raised platform at athletic events in those days where the judges sat to officiate the games. It was on this platform where the victorious contestants were given their rewards in front of the spectators. So here, the Apostle Paul is using this illustration as a metaphor for how our Christian life is like a race. We're expected to be dedicated athletes, to discipline ourselves, to sacrifice, train and run the best we can. And at the judgment seat of Christ, we'll be rewarded according to how well we ran. We'll be recompensed or repaid according to what we have done while in our earthly bodies in this life. So there will be a difference in reward depending on how much we've loved and obeyed God during our earthly lives. Those who've served God wholeheartedly will get great rewards. Others who wasted their lives in earthly pleasures will miss out. And there will be plenty of others in between. Obtaining rewards requires sacrificing temporary worldly pleasures. In Matthew 6, 19-21, Jesus urged us, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. So what kind of works reap eternal rewards? Here are some actions the scriptures specifically say lead to heavenly rewards. Obedience to God's word. Giving to the poor. Receiving God's messengers respectfully. Doing good. Loving our enemies. Lending without hoping for return. Planting and watering the seeds of the gospel in the hearts of others. Standing strong in faith. Enduring temptation. Enduring persecution. Generosity. Supporting God's work financially Providing God's servants with food, drink and daily necessities Seeking God diligently And using our gifts and talents for His service There are countless other ways that God might lead a person to serve Him and it's up to each individual to find that out through their own personal connection with God So what exactly will the rewards be? Well, this isn't clearly explained in the scriptures but we are given a few exciting hints. The Bema Seat of Christ analogy indicates some kind of public commendation or recognition. Could this be similar to the medal award ceremonies at the Olympic games? Maybe also similar to the honours, medals and recognition most nations bestow upon citizens who've made notable contributions to their countries. In the Matthew 18 parable of the servants who were given money to invest, the master commended the industrious servant by saying, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. In another parable in Luke 19, the master commended a faithful servant by saying, Well done, good servant. Because you were faithful in a very little, have authority over ten cities. These indicate that rewards will include greater status and responsibilities in the affairs of the heavenly kingdom, and maybe a heightened sense of heavenly joy and satisfaction for the deserving. The Bible also mentions five different crowns the deserving can receive the crown of life, the incorruptible crown, the crown of righteousness the crown of glory, and the crown of rejoicing. Crowns are given to monarchs. This shouldn't be a surprise because Revelation 5.10 says that God will make us kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth over the unsaved during the millennium. And 1 Corinthians 6.3 says we will judge angels. The exact nature of the rewards are mysterious. But maybe that's because God is being like an earthly parent who encourages their kids to do well by promising, if you do such and such, I've got a nice surprise waiting for you. They want to positively inspire the kids, but they don't want to spoil the surprise. And they also don't want the children's only motivation for obedience to be to get the reward. And this is how it should be with us. It's great to know that God recognises the sacrifices we make for him and rewards us accordingly, but that shouldn't be our main motivation. So yes, God does give abundant, out-of-this-world rewards to those who are obedient and faithful in this life. In Revelation 22.12, Jesus said, Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to everyone according to his work. So how about you? What kind of reward awaits you? That's up to you. Thanks for listening everyone. Please be sure to like and subscribe. See you all next time. Bye.